Hello and welcome to the rugby, uh, sorry, the rugby championship round three preview brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall. Um, the, uh, your best place to read predictions and opinion. And joining me to talk about all the changes is Herman. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Paul. I'm prepared for a very interesting round of the rugby championship. Very interesting round. It's just the same old, same old, isn't it? The All Blacks win. Yeah, but... Everyone else struggles. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> fake, fake it until you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend it's interesting. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. And talking... Um, Oh, I mean, yeah, no, this, this round is intriguing, as, you, as, as, we, as we kind of said pre-show, is there's a lot of changes um, in this round. Um, it does seem that everyone has taken their squads, put them in a, in, a, in a hat, shaken it up, and just pulled them out one by one randomly. Do you think that's uh, what, how, how some of the coaches have done it? Yeah, that's what I would do. It. I mean, it probably worked for Steve Hansen. I'm not so sure about the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> So starting with Mr. Hansen and um, the All Blacks, um, running through from from uh, uh, from number one upwards, um, Carl starting at number one, our favourite bouncer of all time, uh, with Cody Taylor, Owen Franks in the front row, Brady Retallick, um Scott Barrett, and then Frizzell, Ardi Surveyor, um, Kieran Reid, and the back line is T.G. Kuranara, Rich Mwanga, um, Naholo on one wing, Laumapi, Goodhue, Milner Scudder, and Ben Smith running through the, um, uh, the the bench. Nathan Harris, Perry, Tungafasi at your front row. Whitelock, uh, sorry, Sean Whitelock and Luke Whitelock. Um, Triple T, Dmac, and um, Mr. Leonard, Anton Leonard Brown uh, to round things off. Now, uh, Rich Mwanga at ten. Bit of a. I, I, I thought Dmac was number two. I thought he would get to get the start uh, in this game. No, I didn't. I thought this one was always going to be Richie Mwanga, and it seems like kind of, kind of obvious that All Blacks want Dean McKenzie to be there, number 22 or number 23 on the bench. And I think if you look at performances in uh, Super Rugby these last six months, I mean, I, Richie Mwanga is definitely ahead of, of D-Mac at the moment, I think. Well, people were saying, look, if you look at Super Rugby, that Richie Mwanga was ahead of, ahead of um, Bowden Barris as well, but... Uh, the playing behind the Crusaders pack or an all black pack in Super Rugby certainly helps. And Dame, and um, Bowden Barrett showed what he could do behind an all black pack as well in the last two games. He did, he did, but I thought, yeah, I mean, it's hard to complain about a guy scoring four tries in a game, obviously, you know, but I thought it didn't seem like Wallabies had any kind of plan how to stop Bowden Barrett, which is kind of insane almost because he is. I mean, some people regard him as the best player in the world, and if you don't do that, he's certainly in the top five of the best players in the world. And when you face quality like that, you need to make special plans for it. And it was pretty obvious that Wallabies had no plan whatsoever to stop Odin Barrett. Yep. Um, the other good point uh, that, that, that's uh, out of this that we want to sort of call is that we haven't seen the return of Crotty or Sam Kane, uh, which is very good. Yeah. We got to applaud them for that. Good call. Well, I would still personally like to see Crossy uh, officially sidelined for the whole of the championship, if not the rest of the season, rest of the year, personally. Uh, but yeah, a step in the right direction is that he's not playing this weekend. Um, that's for certain. In, indeed, indeed. Uh, and the same with Sam Kane um, as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Both those players don't need to um, don't need to to, to do it. 
Um, yeah, Andre says, yeah, if Mwang was ever going to start a game, it would be this one. Um, the least amount of pressure uh, expected. Absolutely. I mean, this is, yeah, this is going to be the, 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 the easiest one um, you would expect um, of the, the rugby championship. Um, I guess, I guess, sorry, I guess also if, if Mwanga does good in this one, he will probably be in contention for one of the away games against South Africa and Pumas also, because they want to try him in a more pressure situation. Yeah, true. And it's the, the, the uh, 10-14, pardon me, have been doing some depth charts uh, videos, which have been kind of which have been interesting, seeing how much play, how much um, uh, game time um, players um, have got. Uh, and yeah, it's, you do need a certain amount of game time before you go into that um, in, into the Rugby World Cup, which is what we're talking about. And actually, yeah, Alex makes that exact point in the in the live chat there. Uh, best way to give Moanga lots of uh, game time is to start him. Very true. Um, DMAC has lots of game time at test level um, already. Um, this is depth building. Um, I don't think it indicates part, um, pecking order so much. Yeah, very true. There is um, uh, there is that. Um, Andre reckons that Crossy and and Kane shouldn't play rugby again at this, uh, at least not this year. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't think Sam Kane has had that many uh, head knock issues in, in the same way that um, Crossy has. So I, yeah, uh, for Crossy, I don't, yeah, I don't, know. I, 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 I don't, yeah. don't think they're in the same the same category. Yeah, because Sam Kane when he was away, he had more like it was a stomach injury, some stomach muscle, I thought, and he was away for five six weeks. Yeah. Before yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. And there's been some nice articles during the week about how the uh, um, how Carl's uh, rise has been inspiration to a lot of the players, which is nice to nice to read and and uh, and see. Um, and as we said last week, he get, got that nice contract. Um, I guess another sort of question mark, and I guess is that I'm a bit surprised not to see um, Hemapo uh, involved somewhere uh, in this squad. Mm, yeah, I, I see where you're going. Whoops, we've. Uh... They still want. I mean, you can't put you, you can't put too many new players in at the same time. You have to give. You have need some spine in there too. You do. I might have put Hemapel on the bench instead of Sam Whitelock. That was was my only thought. Um, just, uh, but there you go. Um, and then yeah. It, I mean. I, I mean, in, in a way, yeah, in a way, but keeping Sam Whitelock on the bench is almost kind of a little respect sign from the All Blacks to the Pumas that they they realize if Pumas na- nail their selection and their performance, and uh, unexperienced All Black side, we, we could get too much too interesting for, from an All Blacks point of view. So they probably want Whitelock back. Very things getting going sideways for them. That's an insurance policy. Yeah, it is. It also means that they can take off um, Brady Ritalik and give him a bit of a rest. Rather than playing him the full eighty, uh, and expect and look at some Scott Barrett to go the full eighty in this one, and and still keep you say keep that leadership uh, out, out there on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see um, how Milner Scudder goes um, uh, after he's had a few games back with Manawa two um, to get some get, get some game time under his belt. Uh, I think he's had yeah, three games th- uh, that he's played the full the full eighty four, so he should have uh, uh, should be getting. Should have plenty of match fitness coming into this one. Um, the so yeah, so I think that's uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see how he but, goes on that wing as well. But it's it's a little bit make or break for for Milner Scudder, I think you know, because it's been, been quite some time since we saw him having an electrifying performance. 
Yeah, I know you're saying that, yes, from, but he, he did, he's not had a string of games together um, really all season, has he? He seemed to be, no. breaks down with one injury or another. So, yes, he's going to need, to, so it's going to be interesting to see how he goes, having had three games back to back and had some game time uh, under his belt. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, I mean, especially if you're a winger in the All Blacks camp, if you don't perform, I mean, that's, that's probably the position that's most fiercely com- competed in New Zealand, I guess. It is, but he does offer something that no one else does when he's on form. Or, or maybe Damien McKenzie does to a certain degree. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. one of those uh, magic players. The other, the other, actually, talking about wingers, um, I don't really remember seeing Naholo on the left wing before. So it's going to be interesting to see how he transfers uh, to the other side. It's he played the last game against Wallabies on the left wing. He did? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. and Ben Smith played right wing and Jordi Barrett was full back then. Yep, all right, short memory for me. There we go. Put it in my place. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously other players, uh, obviously Ardi Severe, Frizzell, who come in. It's going to be interesting to see how they go. Um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, pretty much as we kind of expected. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun to actually see, T, actually see Triple T come off the bench. This will be, be his uh, debut um, in this one. Uh, so looking forward to seeing that um, as well. Heading over to the um, Argentinian lineup, um, Garcia, Crevy, and Tataz on the, the front row. Petty, Lavanini in the second row. Um, oh, Lizano, um, Ortega and Kramer uh, is your, your Lucy's. Lendajo, Sanchez in the uh, the halves. Mayano um, on one wing. De La Fon- uh, De La um Morano, uh, Delgi and Buffelli uh, round out the uh, the end of there. On the bench, Montoya, uh, Zis and Cortez in your front row. Alamano, Matira make up the rest of the uh, Front row replacements: Cabelli, um, Ez, Ez, Ezcura, and uh, Malay. Malia, you should uh, ask. You should ask me. Done with it. I, I know how to pronounce Spanish names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, next time you give it. Next to time, this, next week, that's your. You do the Argentinian side. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> um, the big surprise here is that Pablo Matera isn't starting. The um, on the he's, yeah, but it's it's, still, it's, it's it's the Sana starting. I mean, now Matera was he's been captain of the Jaguars all season, and also he was probably the best player last in the last round when we beat the Springboks too. Yeah, but apart from that, we are of all the sides. This is the least uh, least changed and the most uh, most stable first choice yeah. side uh, that, that, that we've seen. Um, good evening, Arsene. Good to see you. Good evening. How are you guys doing? All right. We've done the All Blacks. We're we're now glad you've arrived to give us your in-depth analysis of the Pumas. (laughs) 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 I was finding it difficult to rip myself away from the Canterbury-Manawatu game. Yeah, and scarily enough, Manawatu looked like they were leading Um, when I lost Yeah, yeah, they're still still leading. 13-12 to Manawatu. So yep, it's uh, down, and, and that's that, and Manawatu two away as well. So this this is this will be an impressive uh, turn up if they do win this one. Uh, after long way to go, there is a long way to go. But we had a big upset last uh, last night as well, 
with uh, mm-hmm. Waikato um, turning over Wellington. Totally unpredicted. So that was unpredicted. We'll come and have a quick chat about that at the end of the at the end of the show um, because yes, yeah, I, I was at the game and got to interview a couple of players, so we'll have a chat about that at the end. Um, but as you say, the, yeah, just the one player change there, um, or the the, the the surprise is that um, Pablo Matera on the bench maybe carrying a knock needs a rest. He's played a lot of rugby this season. Yeah, yes, and there is another one, a little bit surprising too. That is uh, Betranu, the, the scrum half, who's been playing most of the season with the Jaguars. He's not even in the squad this time. It's yeah, it's uh, uh, Landaco who starts and Kubeli is on the bench. So that's I, I haven't seen, I haven't read it, but that's got to be a minor knock because that has been one of Ledesma's key changes in the Jaguars to play him with Sanchez instead of Kubeli and Landaco this season. The but yeah, but both those names, it's there's uh, ones we know and we're comfortable with. Yeah, there's no kind of uh, sort of shocking ones that we're going to like. Who's that um, in the lineup? Is the though really? Not, not not shocking, but he, but he also played last week when we beat the Springboks uh, two weeks ago. So that's why. Yeah, and he also be they've been far ahead of other troops during at least during the Super Rugby season. So it's a little bit surprised, a little bit surprised, but yeah. Or well, so maybe we are seeing a bit of. Uh, bit of rotation as we say they have played a lot of rugby um so it'll be interesting um, <laughs> already but yeah i mean otherwise the we are looking at a uh, I mean, sanchez in particular uh, has come of age i think over the last season uh, and uh, he is going to have to have a big game like he had against the spring box um in, in this one it's in nelson you have been down there um Ashwin? it's a it's maybe a smaller stadium um only when I was picking cherries and um, drinking wine. <laughs> so they're not to go see any rugby down there. So I've never been to the stadiums uh, uh, down that way. Um, but uh, oh, geez, it's it's one of the best part best um, parts of New Zealand. Um, they're always fighting it out between Nelson and uh, Gisborne in terms of uh, the weather, so to speak. So we should expect the a good night for rugby down there, but it's it's it, but, I mean, travel is going to be part of of this one. It's it's an extra, uh, it's going to be an extra couple of hours of travel uh, than if they'd come straight to Auckland uh, and and decamped down there. It's not got the but they based them based themselves in Auckland. Um, I assume that they've headed yes. down. I would assume that they would have headed down today. Um, I wouldn't, you know, not the day before the match. So. It's only a couple of days down there. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I think um, it, it shouldn't really be a factor in the game at all. Um, if anything, it should um, help them a bit. But it'll be a bit more relaxed. The intent, you know, the, they'll have a good vibe around there because it's such a small, you know, area. The 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 Nelson themselves would have been able to put up the old bunting and and create the 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 um, atmosphere and town that sort of thing. So it'll be good, but it'll be a relaxed. Um, Sort of, you know, feeling around it. So, I think it'll actually be quite good for them. I'm guessing the All Blacks would have been there a lot longer because that's what the All Blacks do when the games are around New Zealand. It's been time, you know, raising the brand in the region, sort of thing. So, um, but for Argentina, I think it'll work quite nicely for them. A big worry about Pumas this time is they've been in Auckland for almost a week, but they've been camping at the, the Blues. The Blues uh, training. <laughs> we'll see if it's point. something in the, w- in. If it's something in the walls. <laughs> What's your point? 
<laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> so Put it out. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's actually, and just on a little side note, it's interesting to, I've been, I, I'm going up to the uh, Auckland uh, versus uh, Tasman game uh, this uh, this Friday. So I'll be, and I've uh, been in touch with the, the media people there. So I've got my, my, my parcel lined up. But the interesting that they still aren't using the Blues Training Centre, even though the New Zealand rugby has taken over uh, from the, the private investors. I'd have, thought, I'd have thought that they would, uh, uh, that Auckland rugby would have been quite quick moving back in there for the training facilities, but it doesn't look like it. A uh, bit of a surprise. Oh, yeah, in saying that, I mean, obviously it's only been a few days, so um, that, that that sort of happened. Uh, the the other issue there is the fact is that, you know, h- how do the other partners feel about Auckland using the training facilities of the Blues when it's just like, well, hang on, we're part of the Blues, we don't get to use that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if though, to go for training will happen. What's it? Sorry, bit of a trip down from Fongaray to go training. Yeah, even for the North Harbour squad, isn't it? To get over the bridge, depending if if they're doing their early morning training, you should see the traffic uh, going over the bridge in the morning. Tails back to Silverdale. <laughs> that means a lot to all our international listeners. To me, if you've got those facilities, you should be using them. Uh, to mm. not use them for five, six months of the year seems to me an awful waste, basically. Yep. Um, yep. Well, that's why the Argentinians are using it. Get that value for money. <laughs> uh, Paul, if I, and, and Ash too, if I ask you both a question here, what, what are you most looking forward with the game now between uh, All Blacks and Pumas on Saturday? What is what are you expecting? What are you hoping for? Oh, yeah, for me, the changes um, that they've made. Um, obviously, oh, look, it's, not, it's not a big factor putting Scott Barrett in there. I mean, we know what Scott Barrett brings, but obviously, uh, Moanga uh, coming in at 10. Uh, see how Jennifer that works. Frizzell. Yeah, Frizzell coming in. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Frizzell's an interesting one because Frizzell's got this is his chance. He's got to put his hand up. Um, he's been, as other commentators have said, I'm, you know, no, no, no sort of, uh, unique thoughts from myself here, really, but, um, he's been in the squad since way back in June with the, um, Winter Internationals. Um, so he, he's got, got his chance starting instead of five minutes at the end of the game. So he's got to put his hand up. And obviously the other one's in the back line as well with, uh, Milner Scudder and, um, you know, getting his chance. And showing that he can play the 80, because I'm, I'm expecting that they'll probably be looking for him to go the 80 to, to build that confidence up to say he can play rugby for 80 minutes, not get injured. For me, yeah, let's. let's so what I want, I want a hat trick from Richard Moanga so that we can really. That then lines up a lovely video next week for us to go, oh, is Richard Moanga the best player in the world? Um, and. Uh, and we can just have a an hour long discussion about that, really. Um, yeah, that, that would make our front, lives a lot easier if Mwanga had a blinder. <laughs> yeah, For, um, the front rows will. Um, there's a little bit of a change there in the front row. Obviously, we've got Big Carl coming into the front row, um, so it'll be good to see how he he performs. Also, because he's starting as opposed to coming off the bench, so obviously they'll be looking as opposed to looking to get half an hour out of them. They'll be looking to get 50, 60 minutes out of them. Um, 
And, and even for the Chiefs, Paul, you might um, can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think for the Chiefs, he was coming off the bench as well. So it's a bit of a test for him to sort of go in there and, you know, obviously with the fresher bodies from the kickoff, uh, from the start of the game, and, and putting make sure that the effort's there as opposed to running against tired players. Not that not that the front row is usually tired at the end of the game because you've had wholesale, you know, one front row on, off one front row on. So, But, yeah, that'll be the thing for him. Also looking at what, what Big Carl does for seeing if he can put that effort in for the 50 or 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, my other one is, is well, seeing Triple T yep. in black for the first time. Yeah. The other, the other thing I'm looking forward to. So yeah, so I, so I might just not not bother with the first hour, just wait until the last twenty minutes just to see, just to watch Triple T come on. <laughs> the, hey, so, thing, sorry, Ashwin. The thing yeah. I'm curious about is uh, would be interesting to see if we can see some kind of mental switch in Pumas because because of the Jaguars actually managed to beat both New Zealand teams when we went to New Zealand earlier this year. If that's going to have any kind of impact on, like, are we actually believing that we can do this? That's what I'm curious. Oh, uh, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, at the I, end of the well, day, it's sports. If, if they, and even if, with the dominance they, of the All Blacks there. If they do Sorry? believe, then I really want to, want their psychologist, their, their sports psychologist, because, hey, I can have a belief. I mean, like, just coming back to um, your question, sort of, and uh, I, I don't know the front row of the Argentinians, you know, Historically, and sort of like a, um, a stereotype, is that the, the, the Pumas have a, a strong front row and they do well in the front row. No, it's I, pretty average. To be honest, I don't pretty... know what their players are like uh, in the front no, but, row. What, their front are they going to be a challenge average. in the front row? Their front row is pretty average now. Yeah, yeah, and that's where, unfortunately, I think for the whole game, that's where it'll start and finish. But that pair of locks are up for a fight. Yeah, and even actually, you see. Yeah, I mean, Broder Italic has already been out. He, smart operator, Broder Italic. He doesn't, because Lavanini, Lavanini and Petty, they, they were probably the best looking combination in Super Rugby this season. They were awesome, pretty much. Well. Yeah, as I said, Petty has just continued what he'd been doing for Jaguar, stealing lineouts over and over. Because what Ritalik actually said, which was interesting to me, Ritalik, you could clearly see at Stadium, is that they look at him during the game, how the technique we have with the lifting. They are lifting way lower down on the legs than anybody I've seen. So, and when you already have two two point zero five centimeter long guys, and they're just flowing up in the air, it's it's quite easy to steal the lineouts, and it's also pretty much impossible to steal to steal when they have a throw too. So the Allbacks have definitely had, like they're gonna they're gonna see what they can do to negate the Argentinian lineout because that's a big weapon they have. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. You're right, but I, I think the thing is that. What you see from the All Black lineout is the massive amount of variation that they have and the options that they have. Um, obviously, with Frizzell coming in, it'll be interesting to see what dynamic he brings to that lineout in terms of options. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that Sam Whitelock coming off the bench. Now we we've yeah. talked about like a Aaron Smith, for example. You don't start an Aaron Smith off the bench because he just doesn't operate off the bench. It doesn't, you know, he comes on, it doesn't add anything because he's, he's just a player that can't start off the bench. We'll see where the White Lock. I, I, I can't remember White Lock starting off the bench and with the how he performs when he comes off the bench. As you say, coming up um, against the lineout that um, has got some nice, nice little tricks up their sleeve. Yeah, and also, I mean, uh, easy to forget, you know, because all the focus was like uh, on the, the Wallabies 
problem with the set pieces because but if you look at the all black set pieces in both games against the Wallabies, they lost them. Three, four lineouts in both games. Like, they lost three in the first one. I think also they lost three or four in the second game too. So it hasn't been like the old back lineout has been operating like on, on top level yet. Yeah, no, I thought <clears throat> had a good, uh, had a good couple of games at stealing those lineouts. Um, a bit, yeah. we'll get on to them later, but a bit surprised to see him dropped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but the, <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, you're right. They, they have had lineout issues. But the rest of their game has been so much ahead that we've not had to worry about or, or, or <clears> that, that side of things. But if yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to dive into the vaults again, but it was quite interesting with those Wallaby All Blacks games where you know the Wallabies actually had the first throw-ins to their own line-out, lost them, and it's like, oh, here we go, the All Blacks are going to dominate, and there's like, oh wait, wait, oh the All Blacks just had a throw-in and got these pinched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we'll see how those how that all pans so, out. Um, so apart from the front row, what are what are what are the Argentinians bringing? They've got uh, so they've got a good second row. How are their back three going to operate off the back of the scrum? Are they any good? Yeah, their back three is very good actually. The back row, but they have they probably put the best player on the bench, Paulo Matera, the one who the captain for Jaguar is starting on the bench for this one. So that's a little bit of a left off for the old backs. Which is kind of stupid by the Jaguars because it's one area they could attack the Allbacks is uh, the back row because neither <clears throat> Artis Avea or Shannon Frisella are like proven operators on test level. Mm-hmm. So do or, you think... Or particularly Jacklers either. So that, that, that breakdown is going to be a big battle, yes. Yeah. So do you think but, it's a, a tactical move in terms of like, you know, uh, uh, quite, quite a few <clears throat> people are sort of like, when talking to my mates and that, Sort of thinking, yeah, you know, like like the Wallabies, they'll they'll hang in there to the 50-60 minute mark, and then the All Blacks will sort of get on top and dominate a lot more and score a lot of points in that last twenty. You get a player like that coming off the bench that can um, also do the True. same in terms of True. hey, look, you True. have got a bit of um, oh, my mind's gone blank, but you know, your, your, your fitness is starting to drop off and the like as your um, tire. You got someone coming off the bench that could add a bit of um, snap and take advantage of the um, opportunities that are open them up, open up at the end of the game. Very true. Very true. Yeah, and we're going to see the the and they're going to want to spin it wide. They've got some real uh, real pace out wide, uh, so they'll definitely be looking at trying to uh, release those guys. But just like I mean, the if you look at the um, the stats, they have the lowest run uh, pass to run ratio uh, out of any of the teams so they do a lot of one out and pick pick and goes um, before they into the, the wall so there's going to be yeah, a lot of, so it's good, it is going well, to be that was pretty much front yeah I, I, that's pretty much how I remember how we beat both the Chiefs and the Blues when we were when Jaguars were in New Zealand earlier this year there was so they just didn't give, give back the ball just pick and go pick and go pick and go Yep. So eighty minutes of well, maybe sort maybe seventy Chief. minutes of pick and goes uh, and one outs, and then ten minutes inter- interspersed ten minutes of uh, of spinning it wide or, or counter attacking. Basically, so it's basically going to come down to how well they can do ball retention. Yep. Yep. That's going to be a big part of it. Now predictions. Yes, predictions. no predictions. Ash, you go first. Uh, all blacks by thirty odd. Wow. I was going to get All Blacks by 20. 
All right. Then I go one step. I say all blacks by 10 then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good we know our 10 times table. <laughs> <laughs> so then, moving on to the second game of the evening. Uh, first up. Oh, sorry, one question. One question. Who's the ref- who's the, who's the referee? Who's the referee for between New Zealand and Argentina? I have no uh, idea. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm in my comfortable setup this evening on the bed with the <laughs> laptop in my lap, as the name of a laptop would suggest. <laughs> uh, I'm just quickly googling if I can. As ballers, race you? No, no, off you go. I'm, I'm using the <laughs> sports app to get my to get the uh, lineups by our friend. Uh, um, so, be right. strong. Ask who's going to win between South Africa and Australia. Well, we're going to run through the teams first. Be strong, and uh, so stick around for the next uh, 25 minutes, and then we'll tell you who, or, or 30 minutes, and we'll tell you who we think we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> well, ask for All right. So. We'll come back to the uh, to, to, to that, but so running through the Australian lineup, um, so Scott Co, Platanau, Ala Alatoa um, is a front row. Um, oh, is it Richie or Rory Arnold? Gone blank, but one of those two. Um, Rory. Rory. There we go. Cut uh, and Coleman in the engine room. Tui Hooper and Pocock. Genia and Beale in the the fulcrum. With uh, Corey Betty out on one wing, Tamua um, Hodge in the centres, Dane Hell at Petty on the other wing, and Izzy Falau at fullback. And uh, Fainga, Robertson, uh, Tupou on the uh, for your front, Ro- Isaac Rodder, Ned, Ned Hannigan, uh, the other forward replacements. Powell, Foley, and Maddox are the uh, are your backs on the bench. So, um, big news. Obviously, Flau is back at fullback. Um, well, but that's not the biggest news. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the biggest news, no. Let's start from there. Start, start with the easy one first. Um, I thought Dame Helmet-Petty might hold on to that 15 jersey and they might have put Flau uh, on the wing. Paul, 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 Paul we've got to start with the big news. You can't really? start from the end. You know, we've got, oh, yeah. Tease them. Hold them. I just hold, hold it off. Oh, dear. No, no, we go. We'll start, start, All right, yeah. start, I'll, I'll start until I'll, finish, and then we'll, then we'll come yeah. to the, uh, the halfbacks then. Um, All right. So, yeah, personally, I'd rather see Falau on the wing and Dame Helen Petri at fullback. He's a better footballer, uh, and we yeah. saw how Falau um, destroyed the Rebels on that right wing. Uh, Checker missing a, um, missing a trick here? Yes. I think he does. He does. But he's very stubborn about this one. <laughs> Oh, it's, just, it's just a dumb move. Wow. It's a I dumb was, move. I mean, I, I mean we, what do you guys we, we I mean, saw... Sorry, I mean, last week, two weeks ago when we watched the, the second bloody show from Eden Park, I thought it was pretty obvious that Diana Hela Petty really is a good footballer. Yep, yep. Totally agree. Yep. A good footballer and, 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 and definitely a fullback rather than a winger. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it's back. Um, and I know that the All Blacks have done it with people like Corey Jane um, and Ben Smith by playing that that fullback on the wing, but I don't think it's working for, for Australia. I think they should switch them around. That's um, so okay. Well, we don't need to, you don't need to sort of give, make it that complex. Tell you the truth, I mean, like you know, you've got an Australian team that needs to get some mojo back, 
And when you look at, as um, Herman alluded to, that Eden Park test, this is like there were a couple of players that stood out in that game for Australia, and he was one of them. Why would yeah. you mess with that and not stick him at where he played so well? And he he, he gave Australia go forward. Israel Folau didn't give him any go forward when they played their home match. He hasn't given the Waratahs any go forward against decent opposition. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. And when he actually has really impressed has been when he's been playing on the wing. Yep. Okay. Moving on to what uh, Herman really wants to talk about. <laughs> uh, should I delay that a little bit longer and say that the riff for the game on Saturday is, uh, oh, oh, hang on, oh, Paul Pascal. Pascal is French riff. Oh, yeah, I'm happy riff. I picked my, oh, my 10, my 10, 10 point prediction looking just fine now. Bit of shaky, man. Don't those French guys like the All Blacks? I thought. Yeah. Isn't that the no, I, that what you hear on rugby fanatics and all that stuff? Look, ever since ever since they they, they sunk the Rainbow Warrior, they they have to give us a few extra penalties. Is is uh, how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the government's actually agreed. There was there was no arrests or anything. We'll just give you extra penalties in the rugby game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! So right. then, let's go, go to the let's let, let's get to the the big issue in the team. So the big issue in the team is a ten twelve combination: Beal moving in and uh, Tamua uh, at twelve. Good, uh, Herman. Good move or bad move? Oh, we've lost him. I think he might need to unplug unplug and just go with the. Uh, no. Right. You back now? Nope. Just, to, just go with this laptop um, laptop um, microphone. So I'm I'm, sorry, yeah, I'm going up. Up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. So. <laughs> um, okay, me then. <laughs> so go on then. Okay, go on then, uh, Austin. I'm in two minds, to be honest with you. Um, I think Bernard Foley, uh, although was probably the number one first five, he has looked a bit sort of um, pedestrian in the two games against the All Blacks. Um, again, I don't, I don't know. Is, is it something out of Super Rugby where he's just tired or something or what? But he has looked a bit pedestrian. Uh, throwing Bill in there um, isn't isn't a major. I think. It, it, I think Bill will be okay. He'll perform well. Um, it's just the fact that I think, you know, having Bill out at second five to give him a bit of space is, is possibly the better option. But I think Herman's got better, um, more thoughts on it than I do. <laughs> can you hear me now, though? Because I just made a on Skype and everyone can hear me. <laughs> Question I want to ask you. Now... It's not Skype. It's your it's your plug in the um in into the so take off your headphones and just take, throw them off and unplug. The anyway, um, the so to to, to my mind, okay, um, number one, Beal goes sideways quite a lot, um, so mm. he's going to need to move to, to to straighten it up. So that's that that's going to be key defensively. Which which tomorrow will do. Yeah, which Tamu should do. Defensively, 
it means you're not trying to hide Foley um, on the wing like you or, or, or fullback like they have done but had to do before. Uh, we've seen yep. Foley in that in the hooker defending in the hooker position at lineouts, which means if you steal the lineout, your, your first receiver's gone. So yeah. from a defensive point of view, it means you can play a much more standard defense and not mess around, have people in the same position. Uh, so from those sort of positions, from those sort of points, it seems like um, a much better, a, a much better idea. My problem with it is Beal just has not been playing fly half all season, and you're asking a guy to come in yes. and suddenly do, and and and, and it was he's played first receiver quite a lot um, on attack, when, especially when they've got into the opposition half. But, um, but, and I guess Foley's kicking isn't that, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go like much, much for a boot on him. So again, are you losing that much by, 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 by getting rid of Foley? Uh, I'm not so sure, but I am, um, but I am, uh, the, but, but to me, it's, um, it's, it's just that familiarity with that position. Uh, and, you got to say, and, and that hasn't hasn't defended in that position. But then again, did Foley anyway. Uh, so that, that's my only concern: is is the amount of game time um, in that position, um, personally. So the um, so to, but yeah, give it a go. But I would have wanted him to be playing ten on a regular basis, a bit like when we've seen with Damon McKenzie. It takes a while to learn that. Now it's the difference between ten and twelve. Definitely, um, but um, but the but person but yeah to me that's uh, um, the um, personally that's that, that, that that's my only concern um, around this one. I, I, yeah, I, I sort of think um, it's sort of like coming in from second five to first five, not such a big changes from coming from full back. But in saying that, yes, the time in the jersey, time in the position, is miles on the clock, um, is definitely a big factor. Uh, the, I, I suppose the other thing there is a fact is that of, of the difference between a Damian McKenzie sort of coming in um, versus sort of like a Beal is the fact that obviously he's played a lot of Test matches and he has played before in the ten jersey, so not 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 the such the big uh, leap for him. Is uh, but you know, gee, still a big call, still a big call. Yeah, can you hear me? Now? Can you hear me now? Yep. yep yes, yeah. go quick. Okay, so I go quick. Like the stat that I want to test you about: Bernard Foley have started his 51, 51 tests in a row for Wallabies. That's how you not build death. <laughs> wow! In a row, fifty-one. That's actually yeah. That's the, 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 when you say it doesn't initially. Yeah, no, so you think about it. Yeah, that's right. He's since yeah since the Rugby World Cup. He's been the the, the incumbent, and there's been nobody really to back yeah. him up. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, and I, I suppose you know when, when you highlight it like that, although you've made that big call, you've got to start juggling around. What has he done in that fifty-one test? How have they how have they performed? They did make it to a World Cup final with him at first five. <laughs> yeah, he played well in 2015. He hasn't done yeah. since. Now, but and, but I think the biggest factor is Paul. That's what you alluded to in, in the defensive space is that you, when you're having to hide a player around the field, that's not good. Yeah, 
It totally and that's what I think. You could, that's probably where you can see where the All Blacks really hurt the Wallabies in the counter attacks and the turnover ball because they they have they were pretty aware of All Blacks. This is where the space is going to be. And as you yeah. say, on on the it also not not only is it on counter attack when you're being counter attacked, but when you're trying to counter attack, and all your attacking patterns have got Foley in, and he's not there. Mm-hmm. Then you you, yeah. or you, like, you 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 end up taking two phases to to get into going, position, and it's too late. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're going time out, guys. Time out. Hang on. Can we stop the game so we can get Bernard from fullback all the way back to the first five again, so we can run our plays? <laughs> time out. Time out. Yeah, yeah. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you All Blacks, you're not allowed to move. You have to go back to your disjointed defensive pattern. <laughs> <laughs> so B Strong says, has Bill played ten before at test level? If he has, it's yes, only... a couple of times. Six times. Six times. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm okay. pretty sure he is. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's never been a... Re- Actually, maybe his time at the Rebels, he was first choice 10 for a while. Or was Cooper, um, then he was playing 15. I don't think he's ever really been... Had a full season where he is... Not regular. 10 solidly, no. regularly. And so, Correct. No, he's not, Correct. so that, that, that's, that, that, that's your main problem with him. Is he's never... Re- yes, yeah. he's played... He's been in there... He plays a lot of first receiver for both the Tars and the Wallabies, but as actually with a ten on his back, no, not regular. To be fair, to be fair, they are coming up against a team that doesn't have a ten either. So, <laughs> talking about the uh, South African lineup, so it's um, kits off. Um, Mubomu. Okay, Kane. hang on. Um, I thought he said kits off. And uh, oh, dearing me, um, and uh, <laughs> Malabi, Etzbeth, Mostert um, in there, and Andre. This is where I need you on on the show to actually read these out for me because I'm awful. Khaleesi, um, Detroit, and uh, Whiteley are your um, are your Lucys. Vafta Clerk and Yanchis uh, are ten and uh, nine and ten. Dante on one wing, Delendi, Jesse Creel in the centres. Mapipi on the other wing and Willie LaRue at fullback. On the bench, Marks, uh, Beast, Lowe, Simon uh, and Lowe are the, uh, to, to finish off the, the other forwards. Piper, Pollard and Colby um, in the backs. And Colby, the first ever Springbok to be uh, get a debutant as an, as an overseas player, interestingly enough. And I have seen some tweets out there saying that the bench... Could beat the starting fifteen in this um, uh, in, in, in this in this Springbok squad. Well, I was going to say back the truck up here. B B B. Did you say Malcolm Marks on the bench? Yes. Crazy. <laughs> but as we said, we've got to do. You've got to. Um, you got to build depth. You can't have. You can't start Marks the whole time. But in saying that, um, I, I, you don't. You know. The great thing about a, um, the front row is that you, you sub them anyway, so you don't generally get a scenario where incoming hookers um, haven't spent time in the jersey in that position um, under pressure on the field. Whereas, like, we go back to our Bernard Foley scenario, he doesn't get subbed off. So nobody's coming in to have a go in that 10 jersey. Whereas in that num- in the one two three jersey, you're definitely getting subbed off at some stage. Malcolm Marks, maybe not. He will. He will go the eighty. So there is that. But you know, 
that's a big call when you sort of just lost to Argentina the week before, or the game before. Yeah. Yep. Now he is yeah. he is their one the one player that would be in the discussion for World Fifteen, and he's off and he's not yep. starting. Um, exactly. So and, and and actually that raises a good point in the fact that when you look at the All Blacks at the end of the day, I mean, you're looking at this game against Argentina where they've done a little bit of cycling um, or recycling, and um, but generally speaking, the fifteen is the fifteen. And, you know, we'll have all the supporters going, oh, they should try this guy and they should try this one. But no, they just stick to the players and they keep rolling them out there. And it's just like, that's how you build consistency. That's how you build um, combinations between the players. Absolutely. And that's not what we've seen under Rasmussen. I mean, Razzie's been, really been, has been cycling through um, the players and uh, just taking... Um, from the uh, from the chat, um, we've got um, Barca going. Thank God, uh, Pollard is not starting. Um, now, there does seem to be basically a couple of camps in South Africa: those that don't like Pollard and those that don't like Yanchis. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'd say Pollard was probably like had a lot more supporters before this season, but this is because you still had like on the. On the, you remember on the eye how late, how good he had been against the All Blacks. He was also really good when he played, played the under 20s in New Zealand too. He was like really good. So well, everyone remembers that. Player in the tournament for the under 20, for the yeah. of the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we've actually what we've seen from him, with, with a few exceptions this year, both for the Bulls and for the Springboks, he hasn't been flash at all. No, now basically he had that big injury and he just hasn't come back from it. Yeah. So, but it has been a 10, 12, 13 change. Um, a bit of um, back to the future as well. So we're uh, talking about Foley being good in 2015. Um, Delendi and Jesse Creel were the starting, uh, were, were, were the kind of the, the, the centres in 2015 for the uh, for the Springboks as well. Um, yep. So we are. This is a well rolling back the years. Uh, in, in some, play, some positions. There is a little fascinating stat about the Allende. You know, he's, if you count him in like in very weird quotas we have in South Africa, he does, he's not co- uh, quoted as a white person because he has a Spanish mother, so he's not pure white South African. <laughs> so he, he can use him as a quota player. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's how sick he can get. Hey, look, uh, just on the Delende front, I, Creel, I think, is a, um, a good player. Um, and, it, you know, even could be world class, but Delende, I've got some question marks around. He's big, strong, but I, I'm not sure about the once he's made, the created the opportunity about seeing his outsides and getting that ball out. Yeah, no, I, I, sadly, I, 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 you, I guess you both of you remember it was like 2013, uh, 2014. It really yeah, well. felt, it, it really felt like the, the Springboks all was like, oh yeah, the Springboks, these, these are the games you want to watch. And a large part of that was a 10, 12, 13 combination. It was Pollard, Creel, and I remember a lot of key commentators like were really waxing them lyrics like, oh my God, Springboks got a yep. real spine in the back line to build something around here. Yep. There were clear respect from, from the Allbacks camp about that. But he just, <laughs> now it's, this is like, have I ever seen that combination since then again? I don't think we haven't seen it in one. No, we haven't. Nah. The, and, I, mean, I remember watching, I mean, did any, a bit like uh, Jamie Roberts for a Northern Hemisphere pe- people, um, just doesn't pass. 
So if if you've got a defend if you're a defender and you see the ball pass to Delendi, you're never going to skip wide. In fact, the outside guy can come in and help you tackle him because he will <laughs> not pass the ball. Um, he will be coming at you. So don't don't drift at all um, with Delendi because it's it's coming up. Um, which is, which yeah is 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 that problem that um, that Arsenal saying he just doesn't he's not a creative. Uh, midfielder, he, I think he passed a little bit more than he used to, but you would you would end up with quite a few times you'd end up with stats of zero passes in a game, um, which is just just crazy. But as 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 you know, rugby cliches go. I mean, it all starts up up front. You look at that pack apart from the front row because I don't think they've had a good front row for a long time. Um, but you go with Moster, uh, it's a bit. You go with the back row that they're putting out there on the weekend. That from four or five back, that that's a good that, that, that's some good players there. Yeah, I agree. Now Springboks probably have like if they have everyone fit, they probably have a pack that can compete with the All Blacks. But still, I don't see because the, the difference between the backs between All Blacks and Springboks is gigantic at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's and that's that's the thing, right? So with the Springboks, you have got the Ford pack generally. I still think that there's question marks around their front row. But um, their forward pack and their backs are questionable. Then you go to the Wallabies, where generally the backs are good and the forward pack's questionable. Yeah, but the Wallabies back row, and I mean the Wallabies backs of late, I think. Well, I've mean, talked about this before too. Like Wallabies are the only other side in world rugby that can looks a little bit like the All Blacks when we're attacking. You feel like, oh, they're gonna score, they're gonna score. They have look lethal. Yep. But so far, this you know, we started last year. But they don't score many points anymore, Wallabies. They don't. I mean, going back, not this year, not last year, but going back, the, what you used to see with the Wallabies is that they they really had, they've always had really intellectual backs, backs that just make the right call, do the right things, and don't do dumb mistakes. Um, you know, you, you, I mean, I'm going back a long time now, but you, you know, you look at classic Tim Warren, Jason Little type combinations. Those guys just made the right call every time, you know, and that's and that's the thing. They weren't necessarily, I mean, like not Tim Hoare and Jason Little because they were world class, but Australia's had backs who you would say is not necessarily better than skill wise, better than their opposition, but because of the top two inches, they outperform their opposition. Yeah, smart and opportunistic. Smart. They would call it. and op- opportunistic too. Like they saw, oh, there's there's something on here. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when they see that opportunity, like if it's a, you know, as I say, two years ago, prior, two years ago, prior sort of thing, um, break that turnover ball. They'd be they're great with turnover ball because yeah. they're smart and they're looking, they're seeing, where, they're scanning. And when as soon as the ball comes their way, they know what they're doing. I agree. And we, and with this, I mean, the, one of the good things we've seen about this, this African side is there is, Dante, Mamipi, uh, and Aru have been great. The problem is, with yeah. Delendi in there, are we actually going to see them? I won't get it. Yes, <laughs> that, that, that's my only concern. Is that, look, he's look, it's 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 well. Phase one is me him crashing it up, and obviously he's in the ruck, so then the ball can go wide because he's not in the way. Um, but you do. It does mean from a defensive point of view, you know your first phase, you're okay because you know where it's going. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see whether they can be uh, whether they'll be a bit more inventive um, than that really with 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 him. 
Um, and then the other issue that they've got, which I've alluded to before, is that they've got to find some props. I, I don't know why. You know, the only thing that's sort of like world cast about the beast is the fact that the crowd goes beast when he gets the ball. <laughs> Other than that, he is just a total myth. Well, he's on the bench and today. He's on the bench. He's on the bench, but it's got no props. They have no props. They haven't had props for a long time. Yeah, but in Australia, get, that's get not a big issue, right? I think Kitchoff is a decent player. I, found, I like pretty much all he did this, this season in Super Rugby. They, I, I think they'll be fine this game. I think they'll definitely hold their own, if not have an ascendancy against the Australian. Um, from no, the, it's Australia. Yep. Um, the uh, next weekend against the All Blacks, that'll be a different ball game. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see um, Colby come off the bench. Uh, and one of those smaller uh, live wire players. Uh, it's nice to see that not everyone is is is, uh, is is about speed still in the in the modern game. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing. Not about size. On. It's not all about size. So I'm really looking forward to him coming on. To be honest with you, um, uh, we've talked obviously. It's about not about size. It's how you use it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best day. Um, <laughs> and uh, and obviously, uh, Fafta Clerk, Elton Yankees. Played lots of game time together, so the combinations are there. Um, well, in fact, yeah, eight, nine, ten have all played a lot together. Uh, so yeah, they, they should they sh- they should have the upper hand in, in that in, in that point in, in the sort of game management side of things, because we definitely do not have that same combination between David Pocock, who isn't a natural eight, Genia, um, and Beal, who yeah, generally Genia again hasn't played with Beal. Uh, as a nine ten combination that often, so uh, so so with that, uh, in some ways, I think that South Africa have got to be favourites in this game. Yeah, I was just going to say, look, I mean, you wouldn't be being towards South Africa, even with some of the changes that they've made. Um, and, and the other thing that I think is that um, you've just alluded to a name in terms of Faf. He's added quite a bit of spark coming back into the halfback position. Um, and really sort of triggers them and gets them going, uh, create, um, creates things for them, for the South Africans. Yeah, no, he, he really impressed. You know, he's, he's one of the players that can, you can argue like, oh, if they go north, they're going to lose with the form and the shape. He actually come back better after playing in the north, I think. Yeah, in fact, we've got three players in this team who've done that. Oh, in this game, sorry. Beal is one of those. Um, Willie LaRue and Fafta Club. Yeah. Yeah. All, all three yeah. have gone uh, to the English Premiership. Two to Wasps, yeah. one to Sell Sharks, and have come back as better players. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, he, he always been pretty flash on the attack, but he usually made like a couple of like stupid mistakes every game too. But it seems that, yeah, he doesn't make them anymore. Yep. Seems very rounded. So, Herman, you lead us away then this time. I've already said that I think. Predictions. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna go for a draw again because this, these two teams are, they are so close to each other. So I go for a draw. Sitting on the fence. Well, they did. No, both, they played draw both games last year, so it's not like would not be like a <laughs> biggest <laughs> sensation ever. I'm gonna go South Africa by five. Ashwin. Oh, I thought uh, there's gonna be some more sort of you know verbiage around <laughs> the South Africa by five and. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, we, we um when we were talking about margins and with Super Rugby when we were doing the margins and that and we went for anything under seven, it's just like 
I'm going with this X Team X, but when you've got a score under seven, a last minute intercept or breakdown and run away and the opposition can win it and snatch it. Um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stick with Australia actually. And I'm gonna go with them by twelve. Um oh, oh, okay. simply being because it's just like when it when it is close to call and we go I'm an R and it's just like you do the money ball thing, right? And then you look at it, home team wins. The number of times yeah. home team wins. True. So, so I, wait, one wait, of wait. the factors that could be but one of the factors that could make that a little bit different is how many people actually turn up to Suncorp to watch the game. <laughs> and how many um, South African expats turn up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a home game for the for, for the South Africans. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Um, on that one, we're split all over the shop. And um, yeah. just to... Uh, we'll finish off with a little bit of, uh, of, of my 10 Cup rugby um, chat. Uh, Canterbury are currently leading... Uh, Manawa to 27-16 so um, the world has uh, stopped spinning the wrong uh, is, is back to spinning on its axis again um, whereas it all looks a bit strange but we did have a, a big upset yesterday Waikato got their op- their first win of the season um, against Wellington 43-31 um, a very high scoring game uh, did you watch that one often? I did actually it was actually a very good game um, you know it's uh, but an absolute shock. Um, Wellington just didn't turn up really, and by the time they started scoring some tries, the game was over anyway. I, mean, I just got to ask right away. Sorry, Paul. Forty-three, thirty-one. Yes. What other classic game was the big upset with exactly that final score? Oh my word! I've got no Old Black France, nineteen ninety-nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, you don't remember that yes. game, boys? I remember the game. I don't, I don't remember the score. Yeah, I remember yeah, exactly. I was just like, were they playing rugby back then? Was it invented? I think they were still playing with a round ball back then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, um, some, some interesting the, things about this game. First off, um, yep. it was uh, the, the, the two head coaches were brothers um, in this one, um, which is a very rare occasion in uh, in New Zealand rugby. Um, and Wellington did come into this game with, I think it was 10 changes, or was it eight changes? Anyway, a lot of changes from the last game. Um, one of those, T.G. Perinara, obviously he's with the All Blacks, um, so it was enforced. But on the whole, you got to feel Wellington took this game way too... Uh, way too easy uh, and, and we're, we're, we're too complacent um, but it is what they call storm week for these two teams so they both played last weekend they both play, they, they play Wednesday now and again and they play again on Sunday so they got three games in um, sort of nine ten days uh, and from what I understand uh, Waikato targeted this game um, are not targeting the Ranfurly Shield game on Sunday and then are targeting um, their game next round. Whereas it looks like Wellington decided to skip this game, not literally, but obviously not target this game, and target their game on Sunday. Uh, I've gone blank as who they're playing on Sunday. But, um, oh, against um, against North Harbour, which is a... Because this, this, this was a cross game between Premiership and Championship. They've got a Premiership-Premiership game at the weekend, and I think they were targeting the North Harbour game rather than this one. 
So it shows you what happened. We can we can say they were. We could say they weren't targeting yesterday's game, but the other thing is that they would have probably been a bit of complacency through their management as well. Because the fact is that, oh, Waikato hasn't won a game in 10 matches, so um, no point rolling out the big guns um, against them. So I think it was more management would have probably been complacent. We might as well save the artillery for the Harbour game where they'll need it more. But in saying that, I think it's a classic Wellington side, whether you're looking um, Lions or Hurricanes, their Ford pack is questionable. What? With Thomas the Tank Engine? <gasps> Thomas the Tank Engine got pushed off in the first five minutes by Sarevi. Sarevi? Well, you know who I'm talking about. Pushed off to score next to the sticks. The um... So uh, he basically um, derailed the, t- the train to score. <laughs> and it's Um, like have you seen that winger he's he's pint size he might be um but um so uh, but if you um obviously uh, go back on um check out my youtube video of 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 this game i've got an interview with thomas tank engine and also with the assistant coach from um waikato and um, they think Racy should be uh, is the form winger in the competition and should be a super rugby player. Um, now he oh, spilled, absolutely. He spilled the ball a couple of times early on. Um, it couldn't catch to save his life, uh, and it was quite an, it, it was amusing to hear some of the comments um, by some of the backroom staff uh, up in the press box, basically saying basically he should be yes, hand in the ball, don't pass it to him, hand in the ball, then let him run. I'll be honest, I I. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was him, and I saw it, watching him play last year in a crap Waikato team that didn't go too well. And I thought last year that he should have basically. I would have thought that a Super Rugby team would have picked him up. So yeah, no, he had a very good game. I got a hat trick. Um, assuming he had the man of the match, I, can't I uh, didn't. So I didn't see that. But yeah, you mean um, the, not not the man of the match? You mean the Dwayne Monkley? Whatever. Three points. Whatever. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so a bit of a turn up to the books there, Paul um, The other option, the other thing he could say perhaps was uh, was Chris um, giving his brother a helping hand for his first win in the season. But uh, I wouldn't <laughs> guess such such underhand things go on in uh, in rugby. Are they also invo- involved in harness racing? Oh, that's just <laughs> another local thing for the people from overseas. <laughs> There's been a bit of match fixing going on in harness racing over here, allegedly. Allegedly, whilst they whilst they've been, they haven't yet been tried and found guilty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it almost sounds like you're involved, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're defending them, you know. Come on. <laughs> no, I just try not to get sued. That's all. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, thank you very much, guys. Uh, I will be doing a bunch of prediction videos over the next hour or so. So people, uh, if you're around, you've probably seen me doing lots of live videos on that. Um, and, um, yeah, enjoy the rugby this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll be trying to do, maybe we'll even do a post-match um, video, which I haven't done for a while um, after the All Blacks game. But we'll see. All right. Thank you all. Enjoy everybody watching this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, subscribe, share, all that kind of stuff. <laughs>